Hey, and welcome to another episode of Teed Up. I want to thank everyone who has given this a listen so far. The reviews are white hot. My mom says this podcast is amazing, and my dad thinks it might be a decent use of my time. I'm excited about this episode because I get to chat about a subject that's very important to me, meditation. So startup life and regular life is stressful. We all do our best to conquer the hurdles thrown at us. But whether it's in the workplace or at home, or for me, as you'll soon find out, on the soccer field, challenges are going to come our way that make life just a little bit harder than it was before. Stress and its uglier cousin, anxiety, have had many damaging effects on my own productivity at times. I'm sure we've all found ways to reduce stress in our lives. Maybe it's through a cup of coffee, or should I say a cup of tea? I'm drinking a vanilla rooibos right now. Maybe it's watching an episode of The OC and reliving Ryan Marissa's up and down relationship through your 1080p TV, which you know you need to upgrade to 4K, but you just can't pull the trigger on it, and there's so many choices, and yep, you see what I'm doing here. I'm adding my own stress to my life. For me, I've always turned to a morning workout to help manage stress. The gym is in my office away from the office. Well, that all changed one Saturday morning in April when I completely tore my calf playing soccer. It turns out that being 32 and attempting bicycle kicks doesn't mesh well unless you are a Ronaldo. So for the first time in my life, I lost the ability to work out. I lost my ability to walk, to drive. I was turned into a hermit overnight. The recovery process for a torn calf is a long one. After a few weeks of inactivity, I felt the stress creeping up on me. I need a new way to deal with stress. And that's how I found my way into meditation. And man, am I on the meditation bandwagon now. Meditation is such a powerful tool to add to your daily arsenal of, hey, I can do this, and take on the world. We're all vulnerable to stress, to anxiety. Sometimes we need help from a friend, from a mentor, or in this case, I turned to Headspace. Headspace is a popular meditation app that was started by Andy Puttacombe, a former monk. I mean, how more authentic can that get? Delivering audio guide meditation lessons straight to your ear, I've used Headspace to at first help me fill the void of not being able to get to the gym. Now that I'm back on my feet, I use Headspace in combination with my fitness routines to really ground myself every day and make each day that much easier. And I've done a lot of amazing brand partnerships lately too. Stuff I've been in awe of. And yeah, I'm a bit of a fanboy and know they're not sponsoring this episode. I'm talking about content partnerships with Nike, a deal with the NBA, technical executions with Amazon and Google Voice. I could go on and on. But luckily, I've Headspace's very own Ashok Banya, who found his way into Headspace after a very challenging moment in his own life. And he's going to help me explain why Headspace is awesome and why everyone needs to take just a fraction of their day to meditate. All right, this is a very special edition of Teed Up because it's our first Coast to Coast edition. And we are here with Ashok Banya, who is a lead PM over at Headspace. I'm in love with Headspace right now. I just think it is such a cool app. I don't even know how to describe it because it's played such an influential part in my life. But that's why we have a very special guest on the program to help us with that. And so I want to welcome him on. Thank you so much. And yes, with so much of coolness, I am super excited to talk about Headspace. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I don't even know where to start because I have so many things I want to tackle. But I think the best way to do this is just to give you a little bit of a brain teaser in the beginning and ask you to describe Headspace in one sentence, or if you can, in one word. We'll go with one sentence, but I'd be really curious to see if the one word can be hit. Okay, cool. Uh, it uh, shouldn't be too hard. Um, so Headspace is a company working its way to make the world a healthier and happier place. And in one word, I would say mindfulness. You nailed it. That, uh, you, 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 uh, we can end the interview right now because uh, <laughs> I think we did a great job there. But that's awesome. And, you know, when you say mindfulness, I think so many people have so many different definitions of it. You know, what, what does mindfulness mean to you? Yeah, so 
personally, I feel that mindfulness is that is is, is a state where um, you know you are very aware of who you are, what you want in life, and how society and and things around you are affecting you and how you react to it. So mindfulness is being um, balanced that you neither are too affected by what's going around with you and being at peace with it. And maybe it sounds a bit too nebulous, but that's mindfulness for me. Well, I think you make a great point because I think so much of this is finding your own journey and mindfulness may mean something to one person um, and it may mean something completely different for another. And for me, like Headspace is there to help you find that path, but you, uh, you, it's open-ended and you can choose which way to go um, with the guidance from Headspace. That's exactly what we're doing. Awesome. So on a note of paths, you know, describe your own personal path that led you to Headspace and, and what you do on a day-to-day basis. Sure. So I have been a product manager for God knows how long. Um, it's been probably 12 years now. And I have worked in very different companies, starting from you know AOL, Yahoo, Amazon, um, Spotify, and now Headspace. Um, my journey to Headspace was at a pivotal path in my life where I tried a lot of interesting prod- products and projects, and I I was pretty okay or pretty doing pretty well with them. But there was something missing, where you know a sense of purpose behind why I'm building something. Not that music is something that I don't like. Music, like my very reason why I joined Spotify was music, but there were a higher sense of you know purpose that was not fulfilled. Um, you know how am how am I contributing to society? Am I being compassionate enough or not? Um, so when I was thinking about these things and I was moving back from New York to um, San Francisco. Um, that's the time when um, you know Headspace uh, rang a note in me. Um, six six months ago, uh, before I moved, my dad passed away, and that was the first time I started doing meditation um, very seriously, uh, not on and off, but regularly. And uh, Headspace was my go-to app. And when I was looking at which products I want to work for, what category of products I want to work for, um, I felt that you know a lot of us, whether because of personal conditions or not, um, whether it's uh, you know what's happening in our society, in our country, or or the world in itself, I feel that um, mindfulness is something that will help um, us in the long run. So that was my path for you know applying to Headspace. Wow. I mean, I I love hearing stories because I think like this, because I think, you know, most of us, you know, as we get older and we're choosing which companies to work for and which startups to work with, um, so much of it is about our own personal interests. And it's it's great to hear people who not only love the product, but found their way to the product from personal experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like startup work is not easy. It's hard. There's so much of ambiguity and so much of like, you know, you know, rolling your sleeves and working with everyone. Um, one needs a sense of purpose. One needs to, you know, be very motivated internally to do those things. So, yeah. So on that note, I mean, I know, hey, startup life is is brutal. Uh, we've <laughs> all had some crazy bosses, I'm sure. But you work you work for a monk, a former monk. Uh, can you describe what it's like? Uh, I think a lot of people are probably curious about that. Yeah, so um, he's actually not, uh, he doesn't take himself that seriously as we hear him all the time on, you know, on, on, on the app. Sure. Uh, 
he's a very simple person. He's like us, um, but he is very inspiring. Um, you know, it, every day when we come to work, um, we, um, you know, somewhere or, or, or other, we get to get, you know, get right in front of his teachings. And being a former Buddhist monk, um, you know, he has spent 10 years in training in some of the great Buddhist centers of learning across Asia. Uh, his knowledge is super amazing. Um, it doesn't end. Every day, if we have anything going on in, at work or in personal life, we can walk up to him and he'll have an advice for you. Um, and also, one thing I really like about him is that he doesn't take uh, anything seriously. Like a lot of times we, even a meditation practice, we take it very seriously when like, you know, we are, I'm into yoga, I'm into meditation, I'm into this. Um, he has a very gentle approach towards this practice. And that comes across in his day-to-day uh, you know, -day working with us as well. Um, so with he at, at the hem of Headspace, you know, we feel that, you know, a lot of not just employees, but all our, all our users are also feel that that presence of you know authentic expertise that he brings in. So I don't know if I answered your question. I just went on and on about him, <laughs> um, but that's what it feels like working for him. I actually have a bone to pick with him now because when I first started using Headspace, it was driving me a bit nuts that we share the same first name. So it was almost like I was talking to myself. Uh, luckily, we don't sound anything alike, I don't think. Um, so so it wasn't too hard to overcome that. But in the beginning, when I was onboarding with Headspace, and I was just like, how did, how did, how did they personalize it to me? And I just it, I, I got through that in five seconds. I realized what was going on. But uh, I thought that was pretty humorous. Yeah, when I saw an email from you, I thought, oh, Andy wrote an email to me. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And, and it's funny because, you know, now I hear Andy in apps outside of Headspace. And, and I find, you know, in particular, uh, the, com the the collaboration that Headspace has done with Nike uh, to be really fascinating. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that came to be? And, you know, from your perspective as a PM, what partnerships like uh, the one with Nike mean to Headspace as you grow? Oh yeah, so yeah. I mean, um, first, first and foremost, like as a as a as a company or as a product, we always look for you know solving um, you know a user's problems. I mean, once we do those things, uh, everything else, all our KPIs, metrics, and all this you know product talk that generally we have, all these things falls into place. So um, Nike came about the same time when we were trying to solve uh, this health and happiness, uh, you know, one of, one of the health and happiness problems. So um, all this while we have been always talking about meditation and, you know, meditation in the sense that, you know, how can we build up our mind to be, you know, a, a better, better ourselves. But we never spoke about like how, what happens, how was the relationship between mind and body is. So while we were struggling to answer that, um, Nike came about, and, and Nike and, and we spoke a lot about this problem, and then um, and that was the evolution of this Nike guided running uh, product that we built. Um, so how do we look at such partnerships? I think um, one needs partnerships because, you know, if we are to solve the health and happiness of, of, a, of a user, um, you know, there are a lot of touch points for health and happiness. When the person starts waking up in the morning, uh, when they drop their kids off, when they go to work, when they have lunch, when they come back, if you look at the entire day and the gamut of activities, uh, you know, a, a person does, to make them feel healthy and happy, you, we cannot do it alone. 
we have to partner with other companies who have already established a, a, a relationship with the user. So Nike has established a relationship with you know running and and being outdoors, they've been active. And, um, you know, I, we don't see any better partner than partnering with them. Our lens of partnership is that, that how, how might we be able to help user where they are, uh, when they are uh, at that moment. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I personally love the guide runs. I've taken them. And, you know, for me, fitness is a huge part of my life. Uh, fitness has probably opened the door for me to meditation. Uh, and it wasn't until I got seriously injured and I tore my calf muscle and was unable to do as much on my leg um, that I really started to take meditation seriously. And I became a very heavy practicer of meditation. And to me now, the two are so intertwined with one another that I couldn't have one without the other exactly like like i'm um i'm sorry that you had to go through um you know that but i also feel that you know a lot of times we consider like mind and body very separate but they are very intertwined um so yeah i mean pain management is is one area that we also work on i i think you have seen some content in our app as well um and pain is very body but then how we can train our mind to resist that pain um yeah, I know. I, you know, it's funny because originally with the idea I had for his podcast, I was supposed to be this really angry startup guy. But now I'm much happier because I've been doing Headspace so much that I really, you know, I don't have much to be angry about anymore. So um, <laughs> if anything, uh, I love the idea of just combining health and happiness because I think at the end of the day, you know, as we all are trying to find our, our past and our meanings through life, those are the two goals that we can try to keep persistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are so you are partnering with Nike. Uh, I, I recently saw you did a partnership with the NBA, uh, which is fascinating. But from a technical standpoint, you are also expanding your ecosystem. And one of the more interesting uh, integrations I found, I'm a huge Amazon Echo fan. Uh, and now I can do my headspace with Alexa. And I'd love to learn a little bit more about your vision for how you're going to expand further into new areas of tech with Headspace uh, and what it means to partner with companies like Amazon um, on different technical platforms? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, actually. Um, so, yeah, when I spoke about like how we can scale Headspace, right, one, one, a couple of obvious ways of scaling is, let's say, internationalization, right? You go have new languages, have new countries come, you know, and, and things like that. Second way is maybe find out a different channel like B2B, like business to business or enterprise. But another way of doing it is also partnering with new ecosystems and platforms. Um, and our initial hypothesis was that, you know, if we are able to, um, you know, connect to users or, or, or let users connect to us, uh, through different surfaces. One surface could be like they just left home, they don't, and they are right now, let's say, up and about, and they, they all, all, only thing that they have with them is their phone and their wearable, right? Or the Apple Watch. So that's one surface. Another surface is that they are, let's say, at home cooking and cleaning, um, and and their hands are kind of involved. They cannot have, uh, you know, they cannot put plop a headphone on or you know use the app or they're trying to sleep and they don't want to see a screen. Uh, so these are all surfaces that we see, like for example, um, you know, that at, at that point, you know, we, a user might want to use a voice device where they can, you can interact with the content through voice. 
So our initial hypothesis was that if we increase these surfaces, the, 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 the engagement will, will go up for the same user. And that's what we have seen with voice. Um, you know, when we launched voice on Alexa and Google Assistant, we saw that for those users who have an extra, you know, platform other than just mobile and web, we have seen engagement going up, up the roof for, the, for those people. So and so that's one part of it, which is very core product strategy. Why we need uh, you know something like voice, and our research also said, as I mentioned, that you know before sleeping at night, people don't want to see any screens. So this aligns very well with um, you know not just product strategy, but also solving problems for users. Strategically, also I feel that you know being a partner to Alexa and and Google Assistant early on when they're still trying to figure out their own you know platforms um, gives us a good um, seat uh, in, in front of them about, you know, we are developers, these are our use cases, this is how you need to solve things, how can you help us do, do so? So uh, we are very grateful that we have that uh, focus with, um, you know, that, that kind of uh, you know, ability to talk to Alexa and Google Assistant teams and work directly with them. And at the same time, also, there are a lot of opportunities to do like co-marketing. So that's where we are right now with uh, these two platforms. Yeah, and I think it's great, you know, having these outside devices. So you mentioned like in different places, including the kitchen, for example. Uh, you know, it's just a, a, I think a lot of people think that you need like a special room to meditate, but you can practice it anywhere. And I think that's one of the really cool things with some of these partnerships that you're executing on. Exactly. And, you know, like a lot of times we feel that mindfulness can only be, uh, you know, done through meditation. But there are a lot of other things then that goes beyond meditation. Um, you know, since our, our mission is to, you know, make the world healthier and happier, we have started working on sleep. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have introduced something called sleep sounds a couple of months ago. So there will be a lot of content or a lot of like products that will encompass, you know, other methods to feel mindful. And that's where these platforms make a lot of sense, especially things like Apple Watch um, and, and, and yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I held out on the Apple Watch until Series 3, uh, mainly because I had only so much disposable income I could give to Apple. And I was like, I am not going to buy a watch. I don't need this. And then the minute I put it on, I'm like, how did I ever live without this device? Um, it's probably played a bigger role in my overall fitness life uh, than any other device that has come before it. And, um, you know, I think it's really interesting to see how having something on your wrist, for example, not to go into too much of a tangent, it's just a constant reminder that, you know, you are moving, you're active. And if Headspace can also then solve the the need for, hey, we're on your wrist, we're here to help you at all times, having that physical reminder on your wrist is just a really powerful thing. It is. And, and I see Apple Watch to be a big uh, habit building platform going forward. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, you know, because I remember all the devices I've had and all the wearables, and I think there, you know, every company has great products out there in this space. Um, but I remember I particularly loved the Nike Fuel Band uh, when that had come out, and that was mainly because uh, I love the design of it. But just to have that constant reminder on me to to close, you know. The goals for today now apple has their own version of that in the rings and they're really motivating but i want to see a headspace meditation ring uh as, as one of those rings to close so we may be seeing that i don't know stay tuned uh we'll have to have you on later stay tuned yeah very cool 
Um, so as you're growing, you're working, you know, and expanding your audiences across the board. More people are using Headspace. You got NBA players using Headspace, uh, cooks using Headspace in the kitchen. What is the long-term goal uh, as the brand's recognition is constantly increasing and increasing really quickly? Um, how does Headspace scale from here? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, our our long-term goal doesn't change much. We Our vision is to make this world a happier, healthier place. Um, that sounds very um, you know lofty, I would say. And we want our goals to be very lofty. Um, having said that, um, I think there are steps to arrive at that so first defining what happiness and health means and and where you know headspace's ex- authentic expertise and you know scientific rigor can help us there um to that extent um in, a, in, in short to medium term, we are looking at expanding our scope beyond meditation and, you know, to have more content like sleep coming in. As you can notice, like, you know, last couple of months, we have worked on sleep. We have worked on mindful eating, which is a new pack that came up. Um, you should try. It's pretty cool, actually. I love it. Yeah. Um, and and over and above content, there's also, um, I, I don't know if you've heard about Headspace Health. We have started a new company within Headspace um, who is focusing on building, um, you know, a FDA approved uh, app by 2020, which will be prescribed by, um, you know, physicians uh, going forward. So um, this is where we see, you know, Headspace scaling very fast. Um, and who knows in the future what's what's in store for us. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing to see all the different avenues of life that Headspace could potentially touch. And I imagine, you know, that, you know, while you're trying to prioritize those channels, there's also a need to retain that those initial users uh, from Headspace. And, and what would you say about them now in terms of, you know, their dedication to Headspace, like your MVPs, your, your heaviest users, how do you go about keeping them excited uh, in, in the product? Yeah, I mean, you're... you're pretty right spot on about like you know retaining users because the nature of our product is such that you know when a user don't need us that's the success and i think <laughs> that's uh, that probably should be the mantra for most of the companies but yeah so um i think users need states change so once right now the users um want to learn meditation and the benefits of it let's say that's their need state right now for some set of users, um, but then you know when that goes away, then then there are new newer new need states comes. For example, they want to learn about new newer techniques. They have a specific problem in life they they want to like solve. For example, you know eating disorder is one 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 thing which um, we are kind of like thinking about. Um, so as and when we start catering to solving need states of people, um, there will be. Uh, and not to say that you know this world should have more and more problems so that we can keep solving, but um, but this is the way we can retain our users um, by giving them proper guidance, by giving them you know adequate support, and then also you know solving for their different need states. There are always going to be new problems coming up in life. I think now is a extremely appropriate time uh, to to assess those problems and, and tackle them head on. I think that's the really cool thing about Headspace is that you're always evolving to you know your customers' life's needs, and you're you can always be there for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So here's a fun question, and obviously this is teed up, and I have been consuming way more tea since I've also been meditating a whole lot more. Uh, I think, you know, a little bit less caffeine in my bloodstream has helped, uh, but I'm sure the coffee lovers out there also can find a home in meditation. On that note, what is your favorite tea, and what are you drinking right now? So, um, great question. I My favorite tea is Assam tea. Um, it's my homeland. Uh, it's in India, and it's also called as uh, English breakfast tea. Um, what I'm drinking right now is a chai rhubarb tea from Yogi. Um, the company's name is Yogi, and it's it's very spicy, warming tea, and doesn't have any caffeine. Yogi, uh, not not a sponsor yet, but hey, if you're listening, we we love your tea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I should ask you to check out this Twinings. Um, there, there is a, a small content uh, thing that Andy did a long time ago with Twinings. And there is a tea brewing meditation. And I will probably email that to you. All right. I am going to check that out. And our listeners can check it out on their own as well. I am very much into combining, you know, as we talked about fitness and meditation, but also as you touched upon, diet is extremely important. And I am personally drinking uh, super lean green tea right now from the Republic of Tea. Again, not a sponsor, but if you're listening, um, I, lo- I love that tea. And, and I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a stereotype with tea and meditation, uh, but, but I think they go hand in hand. So I think this space is uh, ripe to explore. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I always believe in any form of ritual. Uh, I mean, I don't know about Western society, but in Japan or in China, uh, there's also much ritual involved in like brewing tea and that itself is very meditative as a process and, and, and yeah and one of these days I really want to do that in Japan that, that sounds like a trip I just added to my uh, to my <laughs> bucket list trips but that sounds amazing so you know we've come to learn about happiness and healthiness through through headspace and you know when you wake up and you have this awesome product to work on you're working for a company you truly believe in um, what continues to inspire you on a daily basis? You know, what gets you through the morning from, you know, morning wake up and start to your head down on the pillow at night? Well, um, so one is um, my internal world, which is my motivation to work uh, for headspace, uh, a sense of purpose uh, for which I think I belong in this world. I was born to do something. And that's one motivator. The second motivator is external, which is my husband and my dog. They inspire me every day. um, And that's what uh, gets me through. Now we have to ask what kind of dog and what's his his or her name? Not to exclude your husband, but we are very (laughs) dog friendly here as well. And uh, we want to give everyone their time. Yeah, so he's a, a soft-coated Vuitton and Lhasa Apso mix. Um, we got him in L.A. from a rescue shelter. Uh, his name is Howie. We didn't change his name because we thought it was pretty cute. Uh, I love it. I, uh, I have a rescue dog myself, and uh, I am all for uh, rescuing dogs. And if you'd like to give a shout-out to your husband as well, I do not want to exclude anyone in the family. Oh, no, don't worry about it. His name is Chris, and he has um, a meat business. He uh. sells Arcuterie to companies, <laughs> uh, to, to restaurants, sorry. Fantastic. So 
you know, to wrap things up, uh, and I want to thank you for your time, and this has been an amazing conversation, and it's a conversation I think is going to be ongoing because meditation is here to stay, uh, mindfulness is here to stay, uh, Headspace is here to stay, so I'd love to chat with you a couple months down the line because I'm sure so much is, is going to change uh, all for the, for the best, right? Um, but what do you see as Headspace's number one challenge right now? What is the biggest challenge facing headspace and how do you plan to tackle it? Yeah, um, I think headspace biggest challenge is not just its own, but it's the whole category itself, mindfulness and meditation. Um, since it's new, a lot of people don't understand what, why mindfulness, what is mi- mindfulness. And then when we talk about the offering itself, meditation, a lot of people have different ideas about it. Um, so I think the biggest challenge for us is to overcome that um, guidance and support uh, that people need. Other than that, I would also say that, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, we, as I mentioned, that when once you solve a user's problem, uh, you know, sometimes users might not need us. So that's the nature of, uh, you know, the product that we build. Um, so that is another in- interesting challenge uh, as well. Uh, so I would say these two are the biggest challenge for Headspace. Sometimes you do your job so well that that people tend to not need you. That's the irony of the business, I feel. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you will find ways to conquer that. And Ashok, we want to thank you for being on the show today. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show today as a one-man show. I I don't know why I'm trying to make myself sound bigger than I am. But thank you so much for your time and, you know, I, I'm going to personally continue to use Headspace. I can't wait to see the direction you guys take it. Uh, but uh, it is is an amazing app. Uh, I can't wait to see how much it blows up in the next year or two, because even more so than already, because I just think this is such a beneficial tool uh, that everyone needs in their lives. And if you aren't using Headspace yet, uh, make sure you go and, and download it now. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak about Headspace. Um, And thanks so much. I think your show is great. And thanks for using Headspace. And let me know if you have any feedback. All open ears. Um, Thanks. (laughs) Absolutely. So enjoy your tea and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. That about does it for this episode of Teed Up, focusing on meditation. Hope you guys have all learned a little bit more about it. Uh, I think it's an amazing tool to add into your daily life. And hey, you know, if life is getting really stressful, you know, whether it's headspace or speaking to a friend or watching your favorite show on Netflix, take the time out to treat yourself. That's all for today. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode, and thanks for all of your support. I'm Andy Rosenberg, and this is Teed Up.